0: What's going on? Where are you in the world? What are you thinking about at the
1: moment?
0: How are you? Um, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm actually I'm currently in um, in East Hampton. Um, It's about two hours away from New York City. It's not far from where Jackson Pollock had a house and a studio and William de Kooning. So it's an area where there's like a rich history of painters coming to escape New York. And I'm working on my show. I have like an upcoming show with um, Pace Gallery in 2023. So I'm really sort of, sort of really trying to focus on that and devoting my time to that and this project as well. I still have to paint the skateboards for this project.
1: Is there, a, um, is there an aspect to that neighborhood as you say the, uh, the, the spirits of uh, past legends are alive? Do you, do you feel that when you're working there or is it more just happenstance that you're on there as well? Um,
0: I feel a certain energy, I mean I could understand the draw for artists or painters to come here as like a refuge from new york city it's so it's such a a polar opposite of New York City, but it's only two hours away and I can see how many artists are inspired by this by this place, and there's a lot of contemporary artists that are here as well, so I understand the draw to this place as a sort of yeah refuge from the madness of New York City. <laughs> but i'm not i mean it it's 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 east hampton it's the hamptons but i'm not involved in the whole i feel like a i feel a little bit like an outsider here i don't, i'm not so part of like the hampton scene you know it's a lot of wall street banker bros and you know and you know big millionaires and billionaires and i feel partially removed from that i'm more in the surfer artist community here not so much the moneyed mega mansion community yeah.
1: okay Wow. Well, we wanted to say thank you, just on behalf of the Skate Room, for joining us uh, under this model to uh, release uh, these art pieces and to raise money for Seven Hills. Um, and yeah, I wanted to ask you what went into your decision to collaborate with us on this. What is it about this uh, project that? It's um,
0: like- well, I like what Skate Room is doing. I like I like the idea of. Of helping out less fortunate communities, I think it's—I think it's my responsibility as an artist to sort of be engaged beyond just the art world. Like a lot of times, I'm asked to donate for charities in the art world, but I feel like the art world has a, plenty of money in the art world, and I feel like this is a perfect opportunity to help in some completely other way outside of the art world, and—and um, and I just think it's just my responsibility to help raise funds for a, a project like this and it it it, it excites me because i i'm hoping that i can maybe even go there and be more engaged with the project
1: more hands-on definitely i mean that would be an amazing thing to uh to work out with you so let's definitely try and figure it out and i guess your background's really you came from a surfer background, like you grew up surfing and you continue to surf now. And I know from the video I've seen, people like to see you skating around your studio as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a common shot. So you, so you, do you have kind of first-hand experience with how surfing or skateboarding can kind of impact young communities and stuff in a positive way?
0: I mean, I, I, I grew up in the 80s in Southern California when it was
1: skateboarding is not a
0: crime, when it was really, you know, made into this sort of bad negative stereotype of the rebellious bad boy and it's funny to see how it's finally been co-opted into mainstream culture and it's become it's become like every kid skateboards now whereas in the 80s it was still more a little bit of fringe kind of activity but I think um, I think for me surfing and skateboarding in high school really provided like a, another outlet or sort of tribe or community outside of conventional school sports you know or team player sports i was much more drawn to the freedom that skateboarding and surfing you know um offered and i think what's really important in skateboarding and surfing is for younger kids it really is a place that sort of provides like a mentorship you know like you can easily have like a lot of children can have role models or people to look up to i I almost think about it as like a skate park is where you find a brother for the people that don't have brothers or a father for the people that don't have fathers. In a sense, the skate park becomes like a modern day forum or playground where, where ideas are exchanged, you know, like music is exchanged. It's like the younger kids are always looking up to idolizing the adults and sort of inspired by them. So I think it's, I think it's vital and important to the community to have this sort of, um, like it's it's a gathering of of a a tribe or a community where ideas can flourish and and things can be exchanged um and surfing as well surfing was that for me as well um there was always you know the the older surfers the better surfers that you wanted to emulate or look up to and that and provided a real mentorship and i think it's crucial when you're a young kid especially in a world that's so surrounded with so much virtual reality and and social media to actually have an activity in real life, engaging with people, in yeah, in not in the virtual but in the real is becoming more and more almost of a novelty thing in a strange way.
1: Yeah, I think that was really beautiful about um, the skatepark forum where you a sort of secondary or a supportive family for you you know that that can guide you through aspects of your of your life and definitely with the seven hills project um this skate park and the skate parks that they have and the programs that they they uh they run they encourage children from so many different backgrounds to come and these are children who because of the political climate of man don't wouldn't otherwise naturally mix, you know what I mean? And so it's it's almost directly breaking down kind of prejudices and barriers in that way, which is also really really amazing to see. That it kind of doesn't matter where in the world you build a skate park, it's just, it has the same uh, effect.
0: And and that's what I've always loved about the skateboarding community, even more than the surf community, is I feel like it's very tolerant and anti-racist and and pro LGBT and and pro um pro open community there's no real there's no real hierarchy or 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 sense of exclusion i feel like it's a very inclusionary sport you know where men women black gay it doesn't matter there's no there's no um there's no color lines drawn it's it's um it's it's open and a loving community in general i feel like
1: yeah i think that there's definitely a movement as more, as you said, as it became incredibly popularised, you started seeing um, the forces of, uh, of money making it more exclusive, and there's been a rise of, like, a new wave of skaters. You see, like, the the new rise of women's skateboarding or LGBT plus skateboarders responding to that and, like, rewriting the balance, which I think is a really, really beautiful thing of the culture. Um, I wanted to ask you where art kind of plays into skateboarding. Do you think there's an inherent link between art and skateboarding as expression? Are they similar, or how do how do these two things converse in your life? I think there's um, a definitely a strong.
0: I, I I think there's definitely a strong connection, and I think I think for a lot of artists that are now my age, I I can't hear. I I always hear and mention how a lot of these artists. In the 80s and 90s we were heavily inspired by a lot of the skateboard graphics like that was one of our that was when you're in a suburb in la that was one of the few access points to any kind of creative art was you know the bottom of the santa cruz skateboard or or the vision skateboard or the pal Peralta designs it was it was our access to some form of art maybe now it's considered low brow but to us it was it was the ultimate art form was the the, the design on skate decks yeah. and i think skateboarding and surfing is are both really um kind of solo solo operating sp- you know sports or activities you know both of them are really independent there's no team there's no boss you're you're sort of on your own making decisions and when i think of a skater in a skateboard or a surfer on a wave i think everyone has their own idiosyncratic style they own their own particular lines they're drawing in a skate park skating or surfing and same with mark making on a canvas so in a lot of ways there's it's really is it's like an imprint of your soul whether it's on on the canvas or on the skate park it's your spirit or your energy is being transformed in this kind of improvised dance in a way it's like skateboarding is just an improvised response to the urban landscape and painting is a response to this blank canvas what is what is your um what are you going to what's your psychological and emotional transfer that you put on this canvas and they're both in this kind of fleeting moment the second you drop into that skate park it's like nothing else matters your all your attention is 100% devoted to that just as when someone is finally fully immersed in a painting it's 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 just full attention to that fleeting moment, really.
1: I guess, yeah, it's sort of that flow state that you up. Yeah, it's,
0: it's a flow state and a, an immediate improvised response to that very lived moment. Yeah. So I think there is a lot of parallels in a lot of ways.
1: Amazing, and the, and we've, we've spoken a little bit about Seven floors, but is there something really specific specific about this project that attracts you I mean you say you want to visit it and you know you still very much at the early stages of your relationship with that project but is there something already that you, you can kind of say stands out to you about it about this
0: project in in Jordan yeah um, um well, any anytime I see these images of of, of children skating in in, um, in 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 different countries like Ethiopia, Morocco, it always brings a smile to me to see a country that maybe five years ago didn't have any access to skateboarding, and suddenly you're seeing these these poorer countries have this immense opportunity, and I think also more i think it's more and more important now more than ever with so much virtual reality whether it's tiktok or instagram or this whole social media world i think it's more and more important to have some kind of like actual physical in real life engagement with with humans it's becoming more and more of like a it's it's becoming more and more almost of a of a an old pastime to actually see people in real life i feel like just like people don't calling each other anymore they just text i feel like people also don't even really engage in 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 real life anymore And i think it's it's more important than ever to still have this physical community you know like the skate park brings together a physical community of people of all ages and and all all types together so like i was saying earlier the skate park in a way becomes like a public forum in a sense or the modern day playground where where ideas are exchanged and you can be inspired by music. New music is introduced, new fashion is introduced. It becomes a a congregation of ideas and people of all types. And I think it's crucial. Mm-hmm. And also I, I look forward to maybe hopefully going to Jordan. I'd like to maybe somehow be a direct participant and maybe helps paint the skate park or maybe do a painting on skateboard, a workshop there. I would love to actually, do something on my end too, not just experience it virtually, the skate park through my Instagram, but I want to actually go there and hopefully.
1: Well, there's do- a, it's worth talking about, as I say, as smaller side, but they are now painting, looking, creating a mural in the skate park as well. So it could be a nice We can, uh, yeah, we can talk about it kind of separately because I think it would be a really amazing thing, or at least to have you go out there and visit because they, they also have the owl, Chief um, Arts workshops place, which they built, which does art, art as well as craft, as well as radio projects. So also teaches a lot more than just the, uh, the skateboarding to the kids. Or we, or we could maybe do
0: a workshop where we paint on. They paint on their skateboards, you know, like re, re upcycling your skateboarding and repainting it, or. Adding your own graphic, like what if you made, what if what if every kid made their own custom model, their model, you know, like what would their model be, you
1: know, like that'd be you know, really it'd okay. be a fun project. We work it out. We work it out. Uh, yeah. Cool. So, as part of this collection, you're releasing um limited editions uh skateboard art pieces, and you're also releasing a unique artwork. Um, how's the process with the unique? original oh. going
0: sorry my phone
1: fell sorry <laughs> what were you saying i was saying you're you're releasing alongside limited edition skateboard art pieces with the skate room you're also releasing a unique art piece an original um how's the process going are you already are you already kind of in it or is it still ideation where where are you at in that process right now um it's
0: still brewing in my mind but i know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna start it next week but i i um i it's 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 a surprise but i think it's a good link to all the other paintings all the other boards i have in in the show i think this is a nice a nice um piece that kind of maybe ties them all together in a way
1: beautiful okay and how, how does your maybe because you want it to be a surprise but how does your approach change when you're working on a skateboard as a canvas as opposed to a canvas? Um. You know I still try
0: to think of it as an individual painting even though it's a triptych I still try to think of it as one single image mm-hmm. but what I do like is I like that all of a sudden the painting can become this sort of fractured painting or 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 broken into three parts so so I like to be able to see even though it's conceived as one painting I like to then be able to see each board as its individual form and see the painting that's within that that bigger painting as an individual painting Mm -hmm. i like the extracting of one part of the painting into a single painting you know it's not something i would necessarily conceive of but then i like to see the surprise that happens when one board is isolated on its own as its own image
1: but you you must not be able to fully escape from that skateboard graphic mentality you had when you were growing up like you is there a a sort of sense in which you're thinking Iconically, about that when you're creating, because you know, with a painting, you're thinking of a baby more of a a scene or you know. But with a board, you can you shake the idea that, that it is it uh, is connected to that childhood uh, nostalgia of of skateboard graphics. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think maybe
0: those ideas of the early skateboard graphics are still inherently in my mind, like even my more landscape based paintings or my more image based paintings they still sort of operate iconographically like it's it's almost like it's it's very head-on direct um high impact visual sort of it's not overly composed it's really kind of like centralized yeah almost like propaganda or iconography you know like I like the painting to be a direct hit even the pool it's kind of like smack center the new arrivals painting I like things to be kind of hit you graphically with um sort of um power and maybe a lack of subtlety I know I, I want it to almost be um hard hitting or visually just um yeah um, powerful And maybe that's just competing with skateboard graphic or maybe that's competing with um advertising or propaganda in general um yeah i think about it almost more like iconography or branding or this sort of warholian like the central icon and image and there it is and i sort of operate like that too a little bit
1: you um you know when you were born in paris right you live in new york you're also now in the Hampton, but not the Hamptons and you spend you spend a long period of time in Costa Rica um is that the full list of places you like to kind of split your time or what 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 brings you to these places individually is it is it sort of just how you're feeling at the time or is there a reason you go and spend because of a creative process like what what draws you across these different places well well
0: i have no i have no children that bind me to any specific place and um i think as a child my mother we were always moving it was a little bit of a nomadic childhood and i think i've sort of kept that lifestyle as i've grown older and um i yes i was born in france i grew up in california then i moved to new york 22 years ago and i've been in new york now for a long time but i think Inherently, I am, I am more of a, I'm less of a city person, I'm more of a country ocean person. And as much as I love the city and the vitality and energy of New York City, really I'm drawn to um, nature and the peacefulness of nature and the serenity of nature and the escape of nature. So I, I, I divide half my time between New York really and um, Costa Rica now more and more. I'm really in these two jungles, the urban jungle and the proper jungle. And um, and I love working in both spaces. It allows me a completely different um, state of mind and way of working. I think when I'm in Costa Rica, I'm working, it's my studio's partially outside. I'm working, it's a little bit more of a primitive studio. There's less materials, less, so I have to, um, I have to deal with limited resources. There's something more spontaneous, maybe something more organic fluid when I'm working in Costa Rica. And when I'm in New York, um, it's a little bit more of a regimented, um, more thought out process of working. It's a little bit less. So it's a mix of, of this sort of primitive, intuitive way of working in Costa Rica, and this more logical, linear, objective way of working in New York. So it's these two sort of different states of mind that I can allow myself to be in.
1: And, you're, and you're,
0: I like this contrast, or I like these kind of opposing forces of these two extremities. It really is these two extremities of, of physical spaces.
1: With your, you spoke about new arrivals, which um for me really conjures the kind of California drought, uh, birth of skateboarding in my head as a skater. Um, how how does that kind of fit into this? Uh, where does this sit on the spectrum of, of um, regimented to kind of free Costa Rica beach uh, jungle creative process? Like it does because it doesn't. It feels quite. Um, Peaceful as a as a painting.
0: Well, I have I have um yeah that that painting is is in one of the series that I did with Skate Room and then there's also expats, Ticos, and Gringos and that one's a direct sort of reference to Costa Rica and the new arrivals is a direct reference to yeah my upbringing in in California even though one is so urban and concrete based and the other one is so nature and sort of organic based. Um, They're very different in physical landscape, but they're both sort of dealing with escapism. You know, these people on the fringes trying to find their own little momentary refuge, whether it's cleaning up an old abandoned pool or these tourists wandering through the jungle on horses. But um, I um, I think the pool for me is an interesting icon to work with growing up in California because it has such this sort of utopian image, the pool. And when I think of like David Hockney's pools and uh, that he was painting in the sixties and seventies, it has this certain hopeful, identic quality to it. And um, and I, I think I'm interested in, I'm a different generation. I'm 50 years old, I'm this generation X. And I think there's a little bit more of a, you um, maybe um less hopeful vision of the world or the pool this is the pool post Hockney, where it's no longer the 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 opportunity and hopefulness of the 60s um hockney and this is sort of a this is the new world order of um you know there's there's environmental catastrophe there's mortgage foreclosures so it's It's. I think I'm presenting a little bit the new reality of the pool. What is the the Generation X interpretation of the pool? What is what is, how do we see these these icons or images? And so, I'm interested in, um, yeah, representing these images through the current lens of our world. You know, which I feel like is less hopeful or less um, um, optimistic in a way. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. The dried
1: up pool is uh, It's funny because, for me, as you say, your generation, it's a lot optimistic, but it also is the, it's a form of escapism. And uh, when I when I see this image, it's almost like a, a nostalgic, uh, imaginary world, I was never a part of, but the birth, the culture that, you know, guided my upbringing through skateboarding, you know? So for me, there's always, the, there's also the nostalgic, Almost um you almost wish to be able to experience that, even though it's maybe a more pessimistic image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um cool, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's super nice to be able to have those two things com- um uh contrasted a little bit, those two pieces. Um maybe we can talk a bit about looking for an enlightened cow boy. Do you, do you do you know who that figure is? Is it is it is it you or where are they headed and what are they really searching for? I mean, a lot of times it's difficult for me to put language to
0: these images because they really arise from like an intuitive, unplanned place. So at first, this painting began as a fully abstract painting. And then eventually I sort of mined mined the image out of of these forms. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, there's a mountain and then there's a cowboy. But I think on a deeper, more um, subconscious level, I think it could kind of become a cliche or metaphor for I mean, the the cowboy is the ultimate emblem of America, or the icon of America, or the U.S. the, the you know the lone rugged cowboy. But I think it's um, it's sort of to me represents almost this mountain becomes almost like this huge obstacle that America is facing right now. We're we're at such this time of of where democracy has never been in, under such a threat, and we're dealing with like America is dealing with this. This midlife crisis right now, re with all these with all these deep rooted troubles resurfacing, whether it's racism or 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 sexism or homophobia or 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 Trumpism, and I think it's 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 sort of the mountain range becomes an obstacle to cross to get to get to a um, a new more hopeful chapter, and will and will America be able to? To to cross this 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 mountain range, will we be able to get to the other side? In a way, you know. Again, when I made this, I wasn't really conscious of it, and now, upon deeper introspection, I realize it's it's something to do with that, or isolation, also loneliness. I mean, I think America is isolated, so it becomes like a, a metaphor for many things. But I'm also I also like the idea that the viewers you know reads his own interpretation into whatever that represents.
1: Yeah, of course, of course. It's um, yeah, it's quite a uh, it, yeah. Again, it has that kind of hopeful and isolated uh, interplay. Like on the, you can kind of view it as either. And as you say, it's the absolute epitome of American. Uh, Frontierism, the
0: cowboy. And and looking for an enlightened cowboy, not just a cowboy, but an enlightened one who can see, you know, who can see beyond and can and can and see reason and and right and um and hope.
1: (laughs) What um you said you sort of started that one as a uh, as a more abstract piece. Um Paint is really your medium, but do you ever do you ever feel yourself kind of repelled away from paint? Or is there something that frustrates you or feels limiting about that, that as a form? Or you know, you where 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 does your kind of artistic process sit in terms of experimenting with different materials? Um
0: I think first and foremost, painting has always been my most um the 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 material i'm most drawn to as far as working creatively artistically um of course there's moments of frustration with painting but but in general i love the idea of painting as this really primitive i love what i love about painting is it's really there's such this primitive thing where you literally have a stick with animal hairs on the end of it and then you're and then you're mixing these pigments and it's just it really becomes almost this archaic ancient activity it's just um that's been done for thousands and thousands of years so i'm drawn to the alchemy or or the transfer of um information that happens through something as yeah is is basic as yeah these these sticks with animal hairs on them and, and pigments at the end of these of these of these sticks and then what is what is yeah what is the um what is the combustion or the thing that happens that creates an image? And and for me, it's also interesting. Again, this these two different states of being, where it, initially I'm working in a very yeah intuitive um, matter of fact sort of direct way, and then eventually out of that sort of primitive subconscious process, eventually becomes a more logical reason and image and story so it's it's this merging of these two states of mind that i like about painting at the same time this yeah this primitive crude improvised dance and then all of a sudden this moment where you 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 direct yourself into a logical linear sort of narrative so i'm interested in this in this place where these two kind of coalesce together does that make sense
1: yeah, yeah totally it's nice that it's <laughs> nice to think about it in that way. <laughs> but there are but there are a lot of primitive forms of creation as well i mean sculptures are using your hands yeah you know but it's interesting to me i wonder whether you ever have a i don't know how your kind of ideas come to you is that kind of question but like i when you when you have a, a a moment of inspiration, whether you ever feel like, actually, this piece isn't a painting, this is something else, or whether it really comes through the process of painting that that your artwork comes alive. I'm just in, interested to see if you ever feel like you would um, push into a into another form. Um, I.
0: I, I would I would like to get back into working in, in ceramics in clay a little bit. That's something I've always that was sort of my initial step into art was ceramics and um, and clay. And sometimes I, I think I'd like to uh, to go back into that world a little bit and just because um, that also is a really direct way of working that is not painting that I really enjoy. but, um, but painting is still in general my my go-to.
1: Um, yeah. Form. Okay. Um, you you mentioned you try and avoid putting too many words to these uh, pieces you you create, but since we've covered all of the pieces except for Idle Hands, I wanted to see if you did have something to say about that piece and maybe its kind of social or political angle because it feels much more like a a scene that you're capturing as opposed yep. to a more abstract like uh, looking for an enlightened mm-hmm. cowboy.
0: Yeah, idle, idle hands. Um, it's I mean, there's it's. I like titles that have a play on words. There's idle. There's that expression in America. Idle hands is the devil's playground. As in idle, as in idle, as in like non non working or non. As in still idle, but this is mine. Is idle as in the sense of idols, as in the sense of people you look up to or mentors. But um, so I like this play of words, but idle hands these are people that are that um are yeah are holding these signs of of these different faces and i like this idea that each face is either a mentor or an idea or an ideology that they're commemorating or fighting for but it's all these different people congregating and and are they and i like this idea of these people with so much conviction that they're they're out on the street you know um sort of um, drawing attention to a specific cause or person versus the idle hands of the people, you know n- not not doing anything, just passively consuming versus these people sort of um, championing a hero or an idea so but they're all but it's all these people congregating and they all have their different idol or mentor and 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 that challenge of what that is.
1: Does that make any sense? Yeah. Do you do you have an idol or a mentor that you would be carrying if you were uh soon? Do I have oh I have
0: many, but no, not one specific one I would draw attention to, no. <laughs> no.
1: Um cool. Well, I have really one one really last uh thing I want to just ask you about. I don't know if how much you've uh dived into the uh to the display that we've developed together for the Brussels Gallery Weekend uh, presentation. So when you're in in Brussels at the Statement Gallery, what were your thoughts on the setting there? What's your feeling of the way that your work will be presented in Brussels?
0: I I saw the example of what they did with Cindy Sherman, and I really like um, just graphically what they did with the colors of the ramp and the walls and, and I also saw the PR package that Skate Room sent me. And I, I just I fully trust the design PR team over at Skate Room because I like everything I've seen so far. So I'm sort of I've done my art with the with the skateboards and I, I trust you guys to sort of um create the atmosphere or that will encompass the work. Like I have no I have no doubt that it'll look great. Like I saw the different color options they sent and and it'll be nice to see all these pieces sort of coexisting together in one room, because they're all these pieces that we've used for the for the skate room are from the last ten years, but made at different times. So it'll be nice to see these paintings coexisting in one room together for a very specific um, purpose.
1: Yeah, amazing, cool. Well, maybe one last tiny question, because I remember watching a video of your heavyweight, LA. Um, exhibition there's a moment where you're still in the in the uh, gallery with a paintbrush and you know you just have to know when it's finished. How do you know when a painting is finished?
0: Um, well, usually I'm working on multiple paintings at once and and often I'll start one painting and then I'll, and then I'll make another painting that I believe is like in response to the previous painting where I think like, okay, if this is the queen, what's the king or or if this is the brother, what's the sister? Or I, I kind of think of like creating like connections between paintings or or continuing some of the DNA from one painting into another painting. So often once I'm working on multiple paintings at once, eventually maybe I've exhausted all my interest or energy for one painting and, and all the energy now is devoted to these other paintings and, and eventually that painting comes to an end. I mean, I think of each painting almost as a book, a, a page in a book, and I'm just continuing this sort of um this um, this sort of free associative narrative between one painting to another painting. So one painting eventually leads to the next painting and then eventually, I've exhausted my energy or my inspiration for the last painting, and it's now going on to the next page of the book or the next the next painting, essentially. Mm. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, but your feeling, I suppose, with, with all these paintings, with all these pieces of this collection uh, a long time ago really more transposed than something Um I'm curious to see uh, whether you'll still be standing in the the gallery of the Paintbrush with your unique unique piece still making a last uh, touch or not.
0: I I didn't totally hear the question. I'm making a new unique piece?
1: Yeah. No, with your unique piece, you will still have an opportunity to make changes right until the uh, moment we open the gallery in Brussels because it's Unique. And I wonder whether or not, because I saw in that video with you in heavyweight L.A. where you still added a little touch to a painting right before. Yeah. Painting. Well, I think over the years I've learned to, you know,
0: try not to to cram it all the very last minute, like do my homework before the test. So hopefully I won't be painting in the space. Hopefully I'll finally have it done before <laughs> before it ships out. But you never know. I'm I'm still open to maybe yeah, painting on site. There might be a last-minute correction I need to do. <laughs> cool.
1: Well, that's um, like a painting. You know, when an interview is finished as well. So that's uh, that's all uh you need for me today, man. Thank you so much for talking to me. About, uh, Thank you, Austin.